When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip hop with the Gangster Chronicles. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steel, is every Thursday a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. During Juneteenth, in the city of Tulsa. Friends of the Movement, or Fotom Global, partnered with Greenwood Chamber of Commerce to unveil the first ever Black Wall Street spending ticker and seal of approval in Tulsa, Oklahoma's Black Wall Street District. Fotom Global is a Black-owned social fintech company created to empower conscious consumers to vote with their wallets to bring about swift financial change and meaningful social impact. Charles Walker is an entrepreneur, corporate executive, and social equity advocate that has worked in various industries throughout the U.S. As CEO of Bright Ideas Consulting Incorporated, he works with high-level business developers, lobbyists, and venture investors to assist companies in accelerating their business growth. He is also the architect behind Friends of the Movement, launching a spending ticker and seal of approval for Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He is our guest today. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I am your host, Ramses Jha. All right, Mr. Charles Walker, welcome to the show. How are you doing today, man? Wonderful. How about yourself? I'm doing great, man. I love your energy this morning. This is, uh, is going to be a good conversation. Um, so first things first, um, what we do around here is we start our stories at the beginning. So do us all a favor. Tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background, your upbringing, and what led you to the career path that you're on today. No problem. I'm from Augusta, Georgia, currently resides in Fayetteville, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 25 miles outside of the city limits of Atlanta. Um, grew up in Augusta and my family was in business, heavily involved in politics and civil rights. My father worked, I was in the riots, became human relations commissioner uh, in Augusta, eventually opened up a newspaper and um uh, that's when things sort of exploded. Uh, while I was in college, uh, I sold ads for our newspaper and I created a business directory. Mm. Uh, one phone number, get in touch with any business, any black business. I had several college students spread throughout several college uh, colleges and we paid them a commission 
for every person they referred to a black business. When it became real popular, we had magnetic signs on the side of the cars. It was called Young Entrepreneurs and Associates, mm. referral agents. And from that moment on, um, because we made set to get money off of the commissions, the, we decided that we needed to track um, that commission, but a lot of the businesses didn't pay. So for 34 years, up until three years ago, we had been trying to figure out how to create and build the infrastructure to create generational wealth. And after George Floyd, uh, that's when Fodum was born. We saw that 80% of the people that marched uh, were non-Black, global, and youthful. And they demanded change to the tune of $50 billion. Mm. And uh, we bought Bought back our concept, brought in some technology partners uh, to create the world's first conscious spending platform. Mm. Okay. So, um, you know, the headlines are are very exciting. You know, Black-owned fintech company Fodum unveils Black Wall Street seal of approval and uh, spending ticker during Juneteenth in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, there's one, that's one of them from the Oklahoma Eagle. Uh, talk to us a little bit more about uh, Friends of the Movement and this trajectory that you find yourself on? Well, I've always uh, been taught. My father, he was, like I said, civil rights, business, and politics. Very unique intersection. Mm -hmm. And he always told me to really bring about change. And he recognized this before he became Senate Majority Leader in the state of Georgia, was that if you're in the room, you're in the deal. And if you follow the money, um, therein lies change. So while he was in the civil rights movement, he witnessed uh, those of Dr. King, Abernathy, uh, worked with the SCLC, but he noticed that it was economic freedom that was the difference. So while he was in office, he championed economic freedom, and I learned from him that get down to the bottom line. Marching and voting is fine, but at the end of the day, um, after George Floyd, there was a 7,000% increase in minority business searches. Months later, that number had reduced by 98%. We tend to start off well. We run well. We take off fast. But I was, we don't have that stick-to-itiveness. So what we've decided to do was create um, a convenient platform for us to move beyond rhetoric and talk whereby at our fingertips, we've created what we call the voter wallet that allows you to shop instantly with not just black businesses to close the wealth gap, but with our allies as well. Okay. And we track it through the Black Wall Street spending ticker mm. so that the world can see. Because in times past, we didn't understand the value of what gets measured gets done. Mm. So this is a symbol of a movement for all of our people and our allies that the, the clock starts ticking. We start watching and holding corporate America accountable for their spending, giving and investing. But first we must be accountable for ours. And the ticker does that and provides that type of data trust and transparency. You know, I was going to ask you um, why, you felt, I mean, obviously we know, but in your own words, why you felt like something like this was important. And I believe that you pretty much addressed that um, just now, but 
you said something that now stood out to me. So it's got my mind, mind thinking. Um, you mentioned allies. Yes. And that is something that, uh, it, just a quick personal story. So I do a, a radio show besides this show um, called Civic Cipher. And uh, it's really, it's a hip hop based radio show, but it's a talk show, you know? And the idea there is that we're going to have conversations about the plight of political and, and social plight of black people in this country um, we're going to turn the music off and we're going to have these conversations in full view of our allies because you're going to get a lot of people, black people listen to hip hop, of course, but a lot of non-black people listen to it as well. And that's, you know, your opportunity to bring them into conversations where they can take this information into spaces where they can be more effective than we can. You know, obviously we're uh, biased, uh, you know, to to people that don't see the world that the way that we see it, but our non-black allies they don't have the same inherent bias in their view of the world. So they can take our um, interpretations of reality into spaces and, and perhaps convince, you know, people who are in positions of power or maybe just their family members around Thanksgiving um, exactly what's going on. And we kind of equip them with the tools they need to have those very difficult conversations where, People just throw their hands up when when black people are talking, but maybe they'll listen to their cousins or their nieces or their constituents or whatever. So allyship is very important to me. And I want to kind of put you in the hot seat. Uh, well, not the hot seat, but, you know, just kind of get your thoughts yeah. on this, because this is something that I feel like there's a very uh, there's a strategic advantage. Obviously, we know what our problems are. We know what the solutions are. You know, we live this reality, but in by incorporating allies into the narrative, into the conversation, into the platform. Um, what is it that you feel? Uh, how do you feel that will impact the outcomes for uh, this, um, this enterprise, this endeavor? Well, very, very interesting. And I don't mind being on the hot seat, especially about this subject. Okay, cool. A lot of time, <laughs> uh, struggle, um, debates about it. Mm -hmm. The fact of the matter is, is that um, 80 percent of the people that march mm -hmm. were non-black. Mm -hmm. People lost their lives that were non-black. Mm -hmm. Some of us have given up hope and we watched from afar social media. Social media have changed things. The movement progressed immensely, grew exponentially because of social media. Because of it, now we have, we're at that moment, a moment of urgency with the dismantling of affirmative action where we can move some things. The mm -hmm. issue is, is that in times past, um, we said, well, we can just spend our money with each other. That is fine. Uh, our Black Wall Street 4.0 initiative is about all that. And people would come to me and say, well, you're watering down the process by adding in allies. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, let's do the math. We spend $1.7 trillion. You know, they say one to three percent of that, you know, goes back in that to our community. I said, if we spent all seven point one point seven trillion in our community, we still will be lacking. Mm -hmm. But our allies and which is half of America, let's say this another five uh, trillion dollars, uh, seven trillion dollars that we can re redirect to black businesses for those 
who have helped us in the past, we did not free ourselves in America. Mm -hmm. We've always had allies. If you look at the genesis of most of our civil rights organizations, they came from not just Jews, but well-meaning brothers and sisters on the other side. Mm -hmm. There are some who believe that Caucasians are devils. I am not one. Nah. I believe that God <laughs> created, I, I believe 100% that God created all men. I believe uh, what the scientists have said, the oldest uh, remaining uh, skeletals were in Africa. Mm -hmm. uh, that we moved to different regions. That's why noses are different. Some of have complex. Our compl uh, complexion is different because of the sun. Uh, you know the the the, the cold weather, etc. Uh, so there's scientific explanations. Beyond that, though, <clears throat> imagine seven trillion as opposed to one point seven. We're thinking small. Um, we must understand that uh, allyship is why we where we why we are where we are today. Mm -hmm. Pardon. We don't have enough bombs. We don't have enough military might. Um, our youngsters often talk about we, we ain't our ancestors. But let me tell you something. You might be able to fight really good. You might be able to shoot. You probably was in the military. In terms of sheer numbers, and this we talk about data here for FinTech. That's what we do. In terms of sheer numbers, we can't match up. So we're doing a lot of talking and we get real emotional, right? But what I've learned from my father, being politics, civil rights, and business, that intersection has taught me and my family very well. We as a people can get too emotional. What we want to do, my contribution, I believe I was born to do this, is to make a singular focus on moving beyond rhetoric, using data, very transparent, to move the needle, so when we say we want social change, we want to impact the criminal justice system, impact violence, healthcare, education, whatever that is, right? If we really want to do it, the only thing we have to do is stop spending our money with those who disrespect us. In a week's time, through the platform that we've built through the voter wallet, if a company is not a friend of the movement, you don't support them. It's called a boycott. We refer to it as boycott technology. You only buy from those who support you, mm. period. That's Black Wall Street in the essence of economic empowerment and generational wealth. That's available to us right now through this voter wallet. And we have the Black spending ticket to track it. No excuses about the Black community wanting to bring about social change anymore. If we want to do it, we have the tools. Swift financial and social impact if we come together. So we created the voter wallet, one one wallet, one people, access to $7 trillion to spend to hold corporate America accountable. And we can even vote with our wallets to donate, fundraise for politicians, show our collective fundraising capacity. And our system matches consumer values or citizens' values with merchants so that you can impact change at the cash register. You can vote at the ballot box. You can do that now. But you can also vote um, to elect politicians that align with your values, which really impacts lobbyists. Corporations rule the world through lobbyists. Mm -hmm. And the people, the masses, have more money than any corporation. So at one wallet, one people, we bring about impactful change that is unheard of. I love that. I, I, it's your moment. So 
<laughs> I'm gonna let that stand, man. That's I, I couldn't. Bravo, bravo. That's that's. It, it, I mean, in in thinking of how you've laid this out, I I couldn't imagine there being a better approach um, to it. You know, obviously numbers first, but also that intersecting at the at the point where you take advantage of the fact that there are people willing to support and help you. You looking back at the history of our people. Um, and the history of people and that our tendency is to help each other um, and using those things to create a more equitable society for for all of us, I believe. I believe that there's a benefit to white people. I don't believe that white people lose as black people gain. That's that's just a fallacy. I, I think that a lot of white, certainly conservative white people believe. Um, but that's that's not a reality that I can 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 even conceive of. And so you. um knowing all of these different factors and how they intersect and then incorporating them into um, this initiative and um, pointing it forward um, again, bravo. Um, I, I, I do believe you touched on it, but uh, I, I want to ask you just in brief, in your own words, what would you say at the end of the day? Okay. Um, when everything's said and done, what would what outcomes would cause you to look at this and say, "Okay, this was a success. I'm done. I can retire." What well, are you hoping for? Again, great, super great question. Okay, um, we endeavored into this, been working on it for 34 years, knowing full well that the timing of this uh, is based upon some factors, some things that we've seen. Like people standing up, social media, um, ally, ship engagement. But we still understand that the only thing that we could do is to build it. Our people have to be ready to embrace it. So our work has, has been done. Mm -hmm. That's not a scapegoat. But once we put it out there and educate the people about the infrastructure and how easy it is to use, and the ABC one, two, three simplisticness of the platform. If the needle doesn't move, it's not upon our company. It's upon those who refuse to take that next step to do what we refer to as um, practice conscious consumption. And that's the, if, if, if you practice conscious consumption, you're not going to consume anything that is going to hurt your community. Every dollar, every day, everywhere um, is the impact that we give through the voter wallet. You're instantly matched. You're not spending any money outside of your community. It's an instant impact. Um, and we've talked to economists um, and they've stated and several business school professors that if done properly uh, with mass um, engagement, this can shift markets, not just for Black Wall Street, because Black Wall Street is the first conscious spending ticket we're unveiling. We have faith-based, uh, LGBTQ, uh, Black women-owned, uh, Latino, eco-friendly, etc. Each one of these groups are called conscious spending groups, and they can start campaigns where their supporters vote for their wallets because they align with their values. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com BIN today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot B-I-N. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safty, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. We are here today with Charles Walker, entrepreneur, corporate executive, and the architect behind the Friends of the Movement project, launching a spending ticker and seal of approval for Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay, I want to shift gears here for a bit. Talk to us a bit about the Green Economy Diversity Initiative. Um, back around, I think it was 2008, mm-hmm. um, I was doing some business development work for uh, a recycling company who had approached me about uh, reaching the Black community and galvanizing them around um, the idea of recycling. Um, There was a lot of grant money out there to educate people about the green economy. 
And so as I did my research, I ran across an article, Van Jones, and uh, really was intrigued about environmental justice from Augusta, being from Augusta, uh, there was a place called Hyde Park. Um, my grandmother lived across the street from there in what we call the projects. And a lot of people were sick, had cancer. And I remember that very well. So I made a phone call. And eventually, over time, um, I believe in creating, you know, private sector solutions to our problems. So I created the Green Economy Diversity Initiative. Um, eventually ended up working with the White House Council on Environment and Quality with Van Jones. Uh, create the Green Opportunities and Job Act language that eventually got uh, was put into the uh, executive order from Obama um, and the White House Council on, on Environmental Quality um, that basically says that we need to be at the forefront of educating minority populations about sustainability so we will not be left behind as we did in the um, tech era. So I created that organization, work with the top organizations around the country. Uh, I had a major partnership with Green for All and developed the Green um, Business Certification Program, probably one of the first of its kind. We never really got, was able to implement it because of the LEED certification programs. Um, several of them took credit for including minorities based upon our program, um, but we were able to help there. and. Um, so it was a big piece of that my first foray into creating private sector programs uh, in into that space as as well, and that led to um, the seed on a farm program with cannabis as well, where we develop a program to plant seeds for those impacted by the war on drugs and pay them profits off of each seed. And if you own seeds. And if a corporation was trying to sell medicinal cannabis or otherwise, and they didn't buy from the farmers who you planted with, um, there was a boycott within itself. Mm. So we we believe in creating generational legacies by giving people ownership and leveraging their spending power uh, in most of the programs that that we've been able to create. Now, I was I was um, going to ask you about your role as the CEO of Legacy Farm Solutions. Is that kind of what you were talking about At just there? Le Legacy Farm Solutions is where we uh, created the seed on the farm program. Got it. Okay. Understood. Exactly. So, so how about this? Um, in my estimation, you would qualify as a serial entrepreneur. Um, what's next? Well, what's next is what I have before me is to share my passion, mm -hmm. um, answer the, the hardest questions, and ask uh, and, and really the, the, the world, um, why would we spend with companies that do not support us? Mm -hmm. Why will we not come together as a people and hold government and corporations accountable. We can spend more than corporations um, and, and lobbyists. Mm. We can spend at the cash register and we can raise money for politicians. Why wouldn't we? Mm. And if you're not willing to do it, the question is, then why do you complain? <laughs> I like that. Um, well, I'll tell you this. 
Um, I personally am very inspired. Um, if you're asking people to support you, um, then, you know, that, that makes perfect sense why you would need the people to support you. But, you know, I work in media and I feel like I can help spread that message. So you and I are going to have a conversation, uh, after we're done here about how I can support you, um, with this endeavor because this feels very special and there might be some connective tissue that we can develop to make sure that more people know and more people are engaged. So this is my commitment to you on this show that we're going to have this conversation and see what that looks like. But I'm certainly very excited about this. Um, before we let you go, please let everyone know your, you know, social medias and your websites and how everyone can keep up with you um, and everything that you're doing. No problem. Um, Part of this is about filling in the gap. We cannot build a new conscious economy without the masses. Mm -hmm. We need you to go to FOTM, F-O-T-M, Friends of the Movement, FOTMglobal.com and register. It's free to register as a consumer and a merchant. There are upgrades and you can go into Impact Central if, if you would like, which is a digital community um, where we engage in voter activities. But... Um, like you said, sir, um, I'm humbled beyond measure. Um, I'm doing this for our people. Mm. It has been a major struggle. And I hope that people can see the work, hear the work, test the work, and then engage. And I believe that if we do our part with people helping like you, and spreading the word based upon what they see, ABC, one, two, three, transparent, we can change the world. That's what I'm about. All right, well, let's get to it. Um, I'd like to thank you once again for coming on today's show um, and for everything that you're doing. Uh, again, very inspirational uh, stuff here um, and very necessary. Um, you're a good man and I'm excited. So again, thank you. Once again, today's guest is Charles Walker, entrepreneur, corporate executive, and the architect behind the Friends of the Movement project, launching a spending ticker and seal of approval for Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Thanks a million. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. And join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network daily podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season... 
We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 